Welcome to the Empathetic Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Lou Fosen and Denny Dottig from Kotzenberger. It's really nice to have you guys on. Thanks so much for joining me. Hello, Brad. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. I'd love to hear a little bit about what you guys do as a company, who you are and what you're up to and all that. So tell me a bit about your company. Sure. Kreuzwerker was founded in 2010 and we have currently 130 employees and we are located in five different locations and three different countries. We are in Berlin, Frankfurt, Munich, Warsaw and Zurich. And we are a software development and software consulting company. That's very cool. So I'd love to also hear a little bit about each of you, who you are and your role and all that. Sure. I am since 2019 with Kreuzwerker as a marketing manager and my main areas are the writing and the visual things at Kreuzwerker. I'm also into event management and I share responsibility with my colleague Danny and I'm more into the Atlassian world and he is in AWS. And with that, I want to give the mic to Danny. Yeah, so I joined Kreuzwerker uh, more than three years ago, slightly before Lo did. And I was very happy by the time when she finally joined, because as a mid-sized company, we have to cover everything that you can imagine in regards to marketing. So I was happy that we doing this together. And as she said, we have split responsibilities here. And I'm more focusing on AWS. I'm doing with the team campaigns. I'm also responsible for the web page. Together with Lo, we are covering social media channels and, of course, the basics in marketing, print, visuals, and merchandise, of course, presents, gifts for clients. Internal communication is part of our uh, duty as well. And, yeah, and especially when it comes to campaigns, as Lo said, uh, we do ed editorials as well, and we are very happy that we get a lot of big support by the team. Absolutely. That's awesome. So what does marketing look like here? I'd love to just dive into what you guys are doing, channels, campaigns, all that kind of stuff. Yes, we are in the very lucky situation here at Kreuzwerker that we do not have to play these BS bingo, not to say it in the whole words, but that we have the experts and the experts are the one who create the content mm. for us in marketing. So that means we have the teams with us, as Danny already said in the introduction, who are the experts in the area, and we are only the ones who publish that to the world via the different channels. The social media channels, mainly LinkedIn, becomes more and more important for us now. I think the platform is growing rapidly, and they are doing a really good job, so to say, that you can reach your B2B customers also very well there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so as Lo said, LinkedIn in the B2B area is a key channel for us. But our campaigns, depending on the target group, run as well on different channels. Of course, we do the regular basic email marketing. We try Google Ads as well. We do have an agency, an award-winning agency in the German region who supports us in these items. And we also try, as I said, depends on the target group, try different areas apart from the online channels. So we did magazines, so 
print basically or we did some billboards this year for an event at a train station which had more the idea of brand awareness because this is something that we're focusing as well of course we have to see that we address the target group correctly with our services we have a huge portfolio of services and again we really rely on the great content our consultants provide us with but we apart from the services we also focus on the brand awareness as a mid-sized company in this big industry we have to stand out and this is under the, the term of brand awareness and this is why we in marketing together are focusing that we show and represent us as a brand in a consistent way when it comes to visuals when it comes to using of course the logos so the marketing basics we really try to focus on this and the way we we the tone of voice uh, the way we talk we're really focusing uh, on this and this helps us as well, uh, as well to get recognized as a consultancy not only in berlin but also in all the other location and this together with the services and all the support we do with the teams yeah drives together the sales in the end of course and we are working closely together with our sales departments which is great and is looking back at other companies maybe not always maybe the case mm. that marketing and sales are working hand in hand so we try of course it's not always the case but we try not to work in zeros with the sales department rather working together from the beginning with regular kickoff meetings and really get them on board and then yeah as Lo said uh, focusing on the content and pushing it out to the world absolutely so you guys have a lot of stuff going on when it comes to marketing what do you think the key contributors to growth have been it sounds like obviously the content and having experts at the company help write that and create that all this would you say that's the biggest driver of growth for you guys in terms of campaigns and programs and all that i would say yes if you for example look in at google they change everything they change everything a lot but the main thing currently and i think that is also where the future goes is content is good content it doesn't work just to put some keywords somewhere you have an intelligent AI behind everything and they can recognize or it can recognize, is it just a keyword cloud or is there really important content? And I think, yeah, we are on the right direction with that, with the help from our teams. Yeah. What does that creation process look like? Do you guys as a team brainstorm topic ideas and have the technical experts here think up stuff to write about and create content what, what does that creation process look like this depends a little bit on the teams and on the services we are uh, atlassian platinum partner and aws advanced partner and of course with those big partners the marketing plan for the year is not set but it gives already a, a kind of certain direction so the main topics, again, are based on the topics provided or played by the partners. But in addition to that, of course, we have our own services. We have our own strategy. So it comes from the company strategy and then based from the business line on what the teams are currently working on. And then, yeah, definitely the creation is that it comes from the team. And this is the great opportunity we have. It, it's not really like we from the marketing go into the teams and ask for, oh, can you tell us about more about this in the service because this is now due to talk about it's completely the opposite it really the driver are the teams it comes from the business lines they approach us of course we do have together a certain plan but there are a lot of ad hoc 
things because they are closer to the industry. They are at the heart of the industry and they know small events coming up, opportunities, and they approach us, hey, there is an opportunity where I can do a live stream or I can, we can run an, a webinar. And then we start together, uh, as I said, with a kickoff together with the team. And then we brainstorm. We asked from the marketing, of course, the basic questions to get the idea about the target group, about the personas, about what is the actual target of the campaign or of whatever we plan to run. And yeah, so this is the kick of this whole creative process. It comes from the team. We accompany this and then we start building it. We check what is the best way to reach the target. We maybe check on channel, paid ads, or maybe we come to a to totally different conclusion. And then we say, oh yeah, maybe it's more brand awareness. And then we do billboards on a train station. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds to me like people will raise their hand and say, hey, I want to write about this or that topic. Is that how it always goes? Or is there ever like, hey, you got to write one article a month or something? Sometimes it is a bit like this, but it started a little bit around because we developed some processes mm. and we told the teams, so please, if you have an idea, we have developed this process. We are the users of our own tools. So we eat our own dog food. So we, we have agile coaches with us. We work very agile with the teams. We have our processes in Atlassian. So we work also with the Atlassian tool stack. And mm. with this given processes, it's very easy, hopefully, for the teams to work with us. To raise an idea, they have to discuss within the teams, okay, what is the biggest topic right now? And when the team said, okay, this is a topic we have to deep dive into currently, or we have to talk about in the public, They will have a kickoff with us and then they just can follow the process we developed within our Atlassian tool stack. That's very cool. And then once this content has been created, uh, is that one like within marketing, you guys focus on promoting it and getting it out there on all the channels? What is that from the time it's done to promoting it? What does that whole process look like? Obviously, you put it up on your blog and other places. Is there other promotional stuff like I think you mentioned LinkedIn? that you're doing and all that stuff? Yeah, it depends on the channel we choose. We are very fast in blogs because our people that's really, really cool at Kreuzwerker, we have many people who are writing blog posts mm. with really good, cool content. And this is yeah, so the best process we have. They start writing, it will be reviewed. There's a peer review, there's a content review, then there's a language review. So we have experts even within the process. And then it will be published. And when it's published, we spread the word on the, in the on the social media channel and on Medium and all these blog channels. So, so that's very fast. But when it comes, for example, to a case study where the customer is involved, that can, in the worst case, last one year until the case study is published. Oh, wow. Because yeah, when you are at a customer, you have to ask the marketing department. Is it okay? Then says the marketing department said, yes, it's okay, but our legal department has to have an eye on it. Then it goes to the legal department. Legal says, oh no, there's something in. So these ping pong matches and until you have really the final version can be a really long lasting process. Yeah. So yeah, it depends on, but I think we are quite fast with the things that we are doing as it is really easy when you have these tools and you can work agile and you can do things asynchronous. 
So one can start working on the content and the author, the, the language reviewer already knows, yes, I have to review that and can block his time. So, yeah. That's awesome. Let's talk about the future. So things that are getting you guys excited when it comes to marketing, channels, future of all that. I'd love to hear your thoughts on where you're headed, the industry. What is getting you excited in marketing today? Yeah, one thing we miss already is that we, I think one really important thing is the content. And the other thing is that people have to trust you. That means get in touch with your audience, get in mm. touch with the people, talk with the people for that. We have events, for example, because at an event, you can talk one-to-one -one with the people and they can see, is it something which is only written on the web page or something in social media or Is it, is this a real person with, can I see the brand within the person also? Absolutely. At, at Kreuzwerker, our head of communication said brand arises from behavior. And that is what we're doing here. So everyone who's out there, who's on an event is part of the Kreuzwerker brand. And yeah, he's like responsible that. to spread the word. And yeah, we are the people who work with us. And I think that is also the direction in the future where, when everything becomes more and more technique. You can't really know, is it AI or is it a real person? Mm. We are currently at the point that you can have a video and someone is talking about a topic and he never said that words. So yeah, I would say it becomes more and more important to create real trust and to give the people the chance to get in touch with you. And really one-to-one -one on an event or Absolutely. via LinkedIn, but LinkedIn is also technical, so I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Hey, I think it, talking about events, I think it's really exciting. We've been in COVID these past couple of years and that's in the rear view mirror now. And we're getting to a place where events are a big part of marketing again. And yeah. that's really exciting. So are you guys doing any events and yes. kind of thinking about that? I'd love to hear a little bit more about your strategy there. We do a lot of events. We are part of the user groups. Danny, for example, in the AWS user groups. I'm the leader for the Atlassian user group here in Berlin. There's a very, oh, it's not a user group, it's a community event. Sorry, they changed the name. Yeah, and there you can get in touch with the people and talk to them. And they love to do that. But I think it's not so easy in Germany, you guys in America. It's much easier because you learned from the very beginning from school on that you do things after school or after work, which are also school and work related. Yeah. We do not have to do that here in Germany. So sometimes it is a bit like, hmm, it's work related, but now I'm after my working hours. So you have to attract the people a bit more to join your event. But you can do that with good content and you can do that with good food. <laughs> and that works always. So That's interesting. Yeah. So will you still have the events after work hours typically then and then attract those folks? There's never an event like at lunchtime or something or in the middle of the day. Currently not. We had these online formats as a breakfast or a lun mm. at a lunchtime because online that works very well. Yeah. When people, yeah, they can do it at 11 a.m. because they have a little break in the morning or after lunch when you're in this, we in Germany say Fressnarkose. <laughs> I don't know the English word for that. When you're a bit tired after eating, yeah. that's the best time to consume some content from an event. We didn't try that for an in-person event, but... Seems like it'd be difficult if you got to 
go travel and all that. Especially yeah. in Berlin. Berlin is a really big city. Yeah. You can drive two and a half hours by car and do not leave the city borders. <laughs> so, yeah, so for that reason, we must do it. I think we must do it after working hours. But yeah, people that's... love it now after the pandemic to meet in person again, especially when you have good talks and good food. Absolutely. What does that look like then? Is it like your own organized event or are you joining other larger events or probably a mixture of a bit of both and all that? So. Yeah, it's both. For example, AWS Summit was one of the biggest summits from AWS here in Berlin. And we are often sponsors for the, for those events. So we have a booth there. Mm. And sometimes we are the main organizers for those events. So we do both. And the way that you get people attracted to this event sounds like it's with content and really enticing them. So what content really drives a lot of the event attendance? Is there a particular format or just everything overall? It really depends on the target group. For example, we do, AWS just announced the region launch in Switzerland. So they are joining or entering this market. And of course, the industry there is not well educated yet. So they are just in the beginning of all those cloud topics with AWS. So of course, we address them with really basic introduction to this topic, getting uh, attention by showing that we are the experts. Of course, we are partner of AWS. This drives, of course, a lot of traction. And then yet really focusing on, okay, in this market, the target group has this needs and we have the solution. And then we just need to put this into suitable words for this target group. And then we get the attention. And then of course, as, as Lo said, food, especially when we're organizing an event on our own food, always, <laughs> always, always helps. But when it comes to other topics and services we provide or events we join, it really Again, it comes down to the content, uh, really thinking about the target group and what are the needs and the issues they are facing. And then instead of like just throwing some keywords at them, really providing them with information, hands-on information, and that we are here to help and not to sell. Of course, in the end, we have to sell this. <laughs> this is, there's no, no way around this, but there is selling the one way and then selling in a, in a direct and uh, yeah expert way uh, and addressing the target group correctly. Yeah, so we are not the loudest player in the market, and that is for a reason. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, thanks so much for joining the podcast, guys. I really appreciate it, and I appreciate you sharing all your wisdom and advice and thoughts on marketing as you guys are doing it, and it's really been a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for joining us or for us joining you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. And as a note to those other out there, we're, we're sitting in your office here. And it's an amazing space. And we loved it very much that awesome. you are here on site. You're invited every time when you're again in Berlin. Please come and stop well, by. I really over. appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate you being on. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.